It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. Dan, I'm so sick of you and your boat. And you're pleasuring yourself. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm not getting it from you, alright? I gotta get somewhere. And and I'd say that sums up a lot of uh, this week's movie, Fireproof, from 2008, starring former teen heartthrob Kurt Cameron. Emphasis on the former. I'd also <laughs> say former actor, because I remember him being good on Growing Pains and not in here at all. Oh, he is awful. Yeah, you know, I always remembered him being pretty good on Growing Pains, and... He's in some other movies in the 80s. Wasn't there one where him and his dad switched bodies? I think uh, maybe like Dudley yeah. Moore was in it or something like that. Or oh, 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 The one I was thinking of was uh, Fred Savage and Judge Reinhold, so... I think they both did him, though. I think... Uh, yeah, I remember oh, that one, too. Okay. That one was like something about dad or something like that. And he did one, Father Like Father Like Son. And I think the Kirk Cameron or the Fred Savage one was like Just Like Dad or something. Well, what else is he in? Was it... Uh, not quite human or something. Computer wore where, tennis shoes. Where he, yeah, that's there you one go. that Kirk Cameron was in. Uh, I mean, he was in a lot of stuff. Or he was basically like a, a teen version of Vicky from Small yeah, Wonder. Yeah, that was Computer we Wore Tennis Shoes. It was a TV movie. I definitely remember that from the mid '90s. And uh, I also always remember Kirk Cameron. He was on an episode of Full House one time. He was like right. the cool cousin that right, DJ had like a, a crush yeah, on. Yeah, DJ was his sister in real life, and yeah, weird incest. Type of shit going on there. I hope not. <laughs> is she like crazy Christian too? Like, uh, like not ev- that, evangelist, like he is. Not that I've heard, but I haven't really bothered to like research her because I mean, <laughs> once Full House ended, she kind of just dropped off the radar, and maybe she wants to say that stay there, and if she does, good for her. But... Yeah, and she probably wants to stay far away from her brother at this point because uh, if anybody doesn't know, Kirk Cameron nowadays is definitely a big time uh, evangelist Christian. And if anybody knows anything about that section of uh, the religious uh, wackos out there, well, it's definitely they're definitely out there. Um, the movie Jesus Camp is a documentary that definitely focuses on evangelistic Christians. I'm sure Kirk Cameron would have died to be in that movie. Well, you know, maybe you shouldn't say you know, you know, uh, evangelists or something like I. I don't have a problem with people, like, trying to spread it around as long as they're not, like, you know, crazy and ridiculous about it, like, a lot of stuff in this movie. And that's but, how and that's how he is, though. Yeah, He's no, he, he is and definitely I, And I don't like have a that, problem with but, that either, like, you know, let anybody do whatever they want. Well, I'm, and I'm just saying, be their for own the benefit of the doubt, so that people don't, you know, think that we, uh, every Christian is crazy like No, this. no, just, like, this sec, this group, you know, a lot of evangelist Christians are, are very much like this, and very much like him, and... Like I said, the movie documentary Jesus Camp, which I highly recommend checking out. It's definitely oh, yeah. an interesting movie. Very fucked but, up. But uh, he's a different, you know, different level of oh yeah of Christianity. Is definitely Kurt Cameron's way of doing things. Uh, if you ever visit his website, it's very intense. Oh yeah, I forgot uh, to do that. Yeah, his website's pretty intense. Uh, I remember at one point he had some sort of test thing on there if you could be a Christian or something. Remember Kevin Smith talking about it? And <laughs> Is Kev- it like an application? Like we're not even going to accept you take the test. Yeah, it was kind of like that. Like I remember Kevin Smith went off about it one time about how 
how dare him do something like this? And that is pretty because, shitty. Because like, like, he's got the capacity to judge that. Are you good enough to be a Christian? I don't think and, so. And Kevin Smith being a guy who's, uh, he, he, I mean, you may not realize it or not, he's talked about it many times if he listened to a lot of his stuff, that he's Catholic and he has mm-hmm. some backgrounds like that. So it's not like he's like an atheist or something. But he remember, he really went off on the whole Kirk Cameron's website. I think he had, it was his website and then there was a website attached that he ran and it was something about taking the test to see if you can get into heaven or something like that. Or oh, Some wow. really, really crazy wow. like, thing going on there. But uh, I guess we didn't mention at the top of the show, this is B-Movie Breakdown episode number 20. <laughs> if you would already didn't, uh, I mean, no, you're listening to this, so. No, a weekly podcast where we find the humor and enjoyment in low-budget and less-known films of the past and present. Home of the good, the bad, and the what-the-fuck. I think we got all three of those this week. I don't know, maybe not good, because this movie was, it was too, way too long, for one thing. Two hours for a movie that should have been a 40-minute made-for-TV, you know, something. It could have been crunched down that much. You, I could have done without the uh, firefighter, firehouse, little jokey mm-hmm. scenes that had nothing to do with anything, and they weren't even funny. At least if they were right. funny, I would have enjoyed that part. I think at, at that point, they, Rescue Me was still, they <laughs> just finished its fourth season or something, and they're, well, let's try to capitalize on that and have some firehouse antics, but we'll keep them, you know horribly watered down and homogenized because we don't want to offend our Christian audience, so, you know. <laughs> I just fucked everything up. Was, I was, it, just trying was to it Jesus, Corey? It was Jesus. Jesus was calling me, and he was trying to tell me that each week's movie in the previous <laughs> episode will be revealed. Like last week, we revealed that Fireproof was our next movie, so you can watch it all on Netflix if you want to follow with us. If you don't want to watch this movie, because, I mean, you're not the religious type or whatever else. Or you just don't feel like sitting through two hours of wasted time. Yeah. Go on YouTube and type in Fireproof Best Scenes. It's only about five minutes long, and you'll get most of the the really strange or really funny moments from the movie. Yeah. It's like... When they say, you know, most of an atom is empty space and the particles don't really take up that much. This is like condensing all the empty space out of the atom. <laughs> you just get the the protons, neutrons, and electrons. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, Jesus also told me that if you can, li- you can listen if you subscribe on iTunes and on our website, bmbpodcast.com, or on Stitcher. You can uh, reach us on our site, uh, email bmbpodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter, bmbpodcast. Or on Facebook, facebook.com slash bnbpodcast. Uh, give us suggestions for movies or anything else. Uh, we also saw on Facebook somebody said they cried during watching this movie. It was a girl, and I could see the chick flick aspects of this movie. Even if you weren't religious, you if you were a girl and you're big into like rom- romantic movies and stuff like that, I guess you could, I could see the, uh, the tears start rolling towards the end of the movie when mm. all, everything works out. Magically. Uh, magically. Uh, and I'm Corey. I'm DRC. And uh, we are the hosts of the podcast, obviously. Uh, (laughs) One thing I learned from this movie is that... One thing. One thing I've learned from this movie is that if you have a doomed relationship and it's going nowhere and you're not meant to be together, you force it. Yep. You force to be together and you stay together no matter what and you're miserable the rest of your lives because the Lord said so. Pretty much. I mean... <laughs> That's the message of this movie, is that if you were miserable... Like, the wife in this movie, she definitely wanted out. She, like, didn't love the guy anymore. She wanted nothing to do with him whatsoever. And he kept trying and trying to force something to happen. And I think another, I think another tagline for this movie, if things didn't work out in the end, like, I feel like in real life it wouldn't have, 
No. Uh, I don't think it would have. Like, even if they would have pulled off the thing that they did at the end here, I don't think it would have lasted because they weren't getting counseling and they weren't communicating. Yeah, they basically just hated each other, especially the wife. Well, Jesus doesn't want us to get divorced, so, well, we're going to go with him. But the uh, tagline for this movie could have been, too little, too late. Because I yes. feel like that's definitely something like too little, too late. You know, you you fucked up, and maybe you, that'll be the prequel based on the black guy's <laughs> first marriage. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, before we get going with this, though, there's a little, a couple little bits of trivia here. I thought I found pretty amusing. Uh, Kirk Cameron, a Christian evangelist, refuses to kiss any woman other than his wife to film a scene in which his character in the movie kisses his wife, Fulmerkis had to dress Cameron's real wife, Chelsea Noble, as the character, or the wife character, played by the re- through the rest of the movie by Aaron Bethea. The shoot, uh, the kissing scene in the shadows, so the difference between Noble and Bethea was not evident on screen. I'm honestly surprised his wife didn't play the lead role in this movie. I think in previous things, she has been his wife. Yeah, in the Left Behind series. Left Behind, uh, I've heard, I've seen the trailers for that, and there was a movie, a Disney movie, You Lucky Dog, I remember in like 98, 99, Disney Channel original movie, where she was his wife in the movie, and uh, they obviously were together on Growing Pains, I'm pretty sure that's where they probably met, because I remember her being you know, his I'm girlfriend on the show. if they're so Christian, why didn't she take his name? Oh. Maybe she did, maybe that's just her acting credit, like in the, um, Screen Actors Guild. Still, why didn't she change her name? Oh, yep. Still, there you go. Also, uh, knowing that this Christian morality tale would be put under a Hollywood microscope, the producers put Kirk Cameron through a strong vetting process what? to ensure that no skeleton in the closet issues would be discovered. If you're cheating on your wife or have a problem with drugs or alcohol, they would rather not have you out there on the Today Show promoting the movie. Explained Cameron. Wow. So like. Knowing how he is, they still, like, put him through the whole, like, KGB fucking interrogation. Have you fucked anybody else? No. You sure? No. Are you sure? (laughs) Have you ever smoked a joint? You ever puffed on Lady J? Smoked the doob? Hit the bong? Roll a J? Whatever fucking... I'm not really up on the pot. I I guess uh, while they were filming the, the scene with the house on fire... Somebody accidentally pressed something in the fire truck and it alerted other fire stations to come and fire trucks actually came from <laughs> other things thinking it was real and a, and a uh, TV crew actually showed up <laughs> thinking it was a real fire at one point. Oh, well, the strangeness begins right off. Oh, yeah, the, the daughter thing. In the they have a little girl home. and her mom tucking her into bed. They never show either of them. You just hear them in voiceover. And this little girl goes, Mom, can I marry Daddy? No, honey, you can't marry Daddy. He's married to me. You'll have to marry somebody else. Oh, can, can you be a firefighter? Will we live happily after ever? So they don't bother to explain who these people are, what they have to do with it. I had to trust from the summary I read that it was Kirk Cameron's wife, Catherine, as a little girl asking about this. Yeah, which, I was super confused which, because in the beginning I thought... I thought that was her, their daughter. Yeah. So for a while into the movie, I was like, where the fuck is their kid? Yeah. I didn't get it. And then I kind of was just like, I guess it like, was somebody else. Or all they had like... to do was put a little subtitle up saying, you know, 30 some years ago. Well, in, right after that scene, it says like today or something like that, or however many years uh, later. Okay. But I didn't, still didn't get it. I still didn't get who it yeah. was supposed to be. They didn't 
she never said Catherine or mm-hmm. anything like that. I just thought it was like the, da- the daughter wanted to, you know, get with the dad. Yeah, like, uh, that was just a wonderful way to open it up on a creepy incest note. <laughs> and since they, they spend most of the time on Kirk Cameron's character, Caleb, they don't show her as much except to show that she's frustrated and hates him and she's, you know, trying to slowly creep on this doctor she works with and he's, well, he's creeping on her and she's going along with it. But they don't give you a lot of insight into her character, but this just kind of, kind of... I don't. I really didn't like her like at all, and this really kind of set things up for me. Like, oh, she got this weird, you know, daddy crush, pseudo maybe pseudo Christian upbringing, where you know, like, yeah, you should marry daddy, and like, well, I want to marry a firefighter. Like, I wonder if that's like the reason she married him because oh, I wanted to marry daddy, and this is as close as I could get, and he's a firefighter, and that's good, right? Oh, wrong. <laughs> yeah, their 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 whole marriage and relationship is definitely fucked up, and. Not meant to be it whatsoever. This is definitely a relationship that go down the toilet at any moment, and basically almost does until the very end of the movie. Uh, there's definitely some interesting characters in the movie as far as uh, stereotypical movie characters. You got the oh token, token black guy, the larger black guy who was at the firehouse. He was very over the top. You're very, you know, ethnic urban character mm-hmm. you have the bumbling two of Catholic Catherine's friends who are just basically oh, yeah. like the, Those the two. stereotypical mm-hmm. black chick mm-hmm. <laughs> and, oh yeah they did that a lot too. a lot oh of, yeah mm-hmm. yeah it was uh I wonder if Tyler Perry had a role in writing this movie <laughs> at all so and then they had well the, this was done in Georgia and he tapes his stuff in Atlanta so I wouldn't doubt it you had the you know nerdy white goofy white guy uh you know slapsticky white guy character mm-hmm. is uh a lot of very generic things in this movie. This movie, it definitely could have been a Lifetime original. I I definitely feel like the acting... Like you were saying earlier today that the actors were... Mostly amateurs, you know, hadn't amateurs. really done anything. And you can definitely tell because the acting was just... It was just absolutely awful. It was like something you'd make like with your friends in high school or something. With mm-hmm. Nobody who really had any ambition to act. You're just being dumb and stupid. It, well, uh, like... It, even that being the case, some of these people really could have, you know, put in a little more effort or energy, and they didn't at all. Like the old lady who's, you know, oh, haranguing Catherine about, I know you're cheating on your husband with that doctor. And I don't honestly don't know who was worse. I feel like Kirk Cameron was pretty damn bad. Oh, yeah. And the uh, Who played his wife, she was awful. Oh, yeah. Uh, honestly, I'm going to go with the worst actor in the movie, the woman who played his mother. She was her small, small role was was just horrible. Her couple scenes she had, especially the one where she's crying on the couch. Oh yeah, it definitely reminded me something out of the room. Like if anybody's ever seen Tommy Wiseau's The Room, the acting is on par with this. It's, I mean, I almost think Tommy Wiseau could do a better job as the Kirk Cameron role, even with his broken <laughs> English and shit. <laughs> oh hey, Catherine, you're tearing me apart. Yeah. Oh, hi, Catherine. I'm going to go put out fires. <laughs> like, I'd rather have some shit like that than some of this acting that was in this movie because it was so, it was just so bad. But, yeah. And right off the bat, the Catherine-Dr. Uh, Gavin thing is is very prominent. Oh, yeah. They started that even before they have their big blow-up fight at home. And he he's trying to he's trying to put the moves on her, but he's so terrible. He's just got this, this horrible twang in his voice and can't act at all. So it just seems like the hokiest, you know... 
shit ever. Like anybody, any woman with any kind of bullshit meter whatsoever would have been like, oh, okay, this is happening. I feel like that guy might have been the best actor in the movie. No. (laughs) He was like, oh, thank you, Dr. Keller. Anytime. It's good to see you. Like, ugh. But everybody else it, is it just so sounds bad. Like I feel like he a was uh, fucking Cletus from The Simpsons. Yo, yeah, I, it was pretty bad. Uh, but back to the parents real quick. Their scenes were really odd, as in like I could never tell if they were at their house or if they were coming to his house. No, they were at their house when they were walking, even by the cross thingy. That was I thought that was by his house. Uh uh-uh. uh Because at one point. <laughs> Catherine and Caleb. Oh wait, wait, wait! No, right, right. Okay, right. But they that made it seem like house, it was at the parents' but... house. And the one time his dad's like, "Oh, what is this place?" Blah 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 blah. blah. It's like right by the side of the road. How have you never passed it? It's on. It's right next to his fucking house. I don't know. It was really weird. Uh, the scenes with the parents were. Uh, his dad was just. I don't know. The mom, especially her delivery, and so I wish I would have wrote down some of her dialogue because it was bad. It was really, really awful. I didn't write down a single thing she said. I just found her annoying. Like, oh, yeah. the way, just the way she, not even her acting, just the way she is to Kirk Cameron's character. Like, I I get she's concerned and she wants to talk to him about dick. things. He's kind of a dick to her. Wait, wait, the right, end. right. But because she, he doesn't I know, know, but she just instantly jumps on him about, well, how are you, how could you treat Catherine like this? He's your son. Shouldn't you be worried about him first? Yeah, and like the way, the way she delivered some of the stuff was just like, how. But, could you treat Catherine like this? Oh, yeah. Like, that was, like, her... But, but honestly, like, you know, he wants to talk to his dad because his dad was actually trying to talk to him and not just be, you know, like, an emotional nutcase about, how could you do this and dur 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 So I understand why he wants to send her away, but whenever he does, it just has the whole thing of, like, you know, Dad, can I just talk to you, please? And then his dad says, you know... Honey, take a walk. It just the way they the way that whole thing played out. It was like take a walk. Men are talking. Yeah, and the thing is though, if the mom was the one really behind the book thing and behind it all, why was she acting like that? Mm-hmm. Like if she was the one who was like do it this way and calm and nice and whatever, why was she overreacting so much? In the like, see, I, I don't, don't, I don't understand that. What's I don't buy that that was how it is. I just think that plays into their whole. The whole, like, um, uh, this certain Christian mindset about all this, like, you know, oh, the guys are always the assholes, they're always the fuck-ups, and it's because they're not, you know, taking care of their wives, and by taking care of, they mean obeying incessantly without question, you know, so the whole thing is like, yep, see, I never would have had the, been able to save this marriage. Your mother had to bring Jesus to us, and that's what saved us, see? The women are right all the time, and we're just wrong and need to obey them. That's what I got out of it, honestly. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can see that, too, for sure. But C- Caleb, the character of Caleb, especially in the beginning, and I believe Catherine, too, but him in the beginning, he was a dick. He is, but at the same time, like... She's getting on him for a little, kind of like some little petty things sometimes, but he's being like a total dick about it. Like, he could, like... The character, like, definitely deserves some of the shit he was getting because he was a total asshole. Like, he wasn't even doing anything. He'd be like... He'd, like... He went out with his friend and all this other shit and doesn't get home until, like, midnight. And then he's like, Where the fuck's my dinner, bitch? Like, oh, she's like, not, well... you're not at first. He didn't get in that late. It was, like, later in the day. It was like it was, I don't know, it was pretty dark out and stuff, and like it had been way past dinner time or whatever. He comes yeah. home, and he like flips his shit about dinner, and she's like, "Well, you went out with so and so, 
Like, I would have thought you would have ate while you're out. Who would wait till blah, blah, blah time to eat when they're hungry and you're out with your friend? Like, why would you not just stop and get some food? Right. Why would you come home and expect fucking dinner to be on the table fucking hot and ready for you? Right. Um, I don't know. I, I really think some of the time, though, he had a point about, you know, the, oh, yeah. why didn't you do this? And, like, it was just her being pissy about things. Oh, but yeah. She gets on him about, you know, like, uh, well, how come you're doing all this and screwing around with your friends when we we need all this stuff done around the house and everything she lists oh, yeah. off is completely unnecessary. Oh, yeah. The yard needs landscaping. No, it doesn't. Unless your yard is infested with bugs or full of weeds oh, yeah. and an eyesore, it doesn't need shit. No, we need to spend a shit ton of money on this bullshit landscaping thing, oh, whatever yeah. that means. You need to paint the door. Their house looked wonderful. The only reason it would need to be painted is because you don't like the color. Oh, no, a Aesthetics are so important. Oh, the yeah, only thing sure. I could give her is, oh, we need more shelving in the closet. Maybe, because that sounds kind of practical, but do you really need it? Or you just need more space so you can buy more shit you don't <laughs> need to put it there? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's what I mean about the little stuff she's nagging about. I mean, that, But, that was... you know, one of his big things is he's saving a bunch of money for this boat that he wants, his dream boat. Apparently he likes sailing, or, or maybe he hasn't, but he wants to. And, you know... Maybe technically speaking, you don't need that either, but considering where he is and the job he's in, he probably doesn't have a lot of money to throw around, and this might be his big life's adventure, you know? So I get that. Like, good. Let him do that. And she's talking about, oh, my mom had a stroke a year ago, and for whatever reason, insurance doesn't want to cover getting her a hospital bed to put in the house in a wheelchair. I don't know how all that's necessary if she's clearly surviving like she is without it. But, you know, like, oh, my mom needs this, and she's mad that he's not putting any money into that. Yeah. Have you asked him, or do you just expect him to give up the $24,000 he'd save toward this well, boat, just instantly give it all up My feeling on that is that maybe he could have just thrown in a little bit of money yeah, at some yeah, point exactly. in time. Yeah, exactly. He could have just thrown in something, but clearly he was like, fuck you, I want a boat, your mom could go to fucking hell in a fucking handbasket, you know? I don't... That's See, just like it's this. This is what I got from his attitude. From his attitude in the movie, that's what I. That's what I got out of it. I mean, it could have been the opposite. Who fucking knows? You know what? See, the well, motivation behind the character was. It might have been, but you know, she didn't bother to throw that in his face until she's you know well, yeah, first we, starts bitching about oh you and your boat. It's so much more important than me. So at that point, yeah. why wouldn't he be like you know fuck you for hating on me for having a <laughs> hobby for having something that I care about? Yeah. But you know, she's like. If having this shit for her mom is so important, then why does she start out bitching about all the stupid, unnecessary yeah, oh, shit definitely. she wants around definitely. the house first instead of... And if it was so important to her and she's working this job and is making some money, why isn't she throwing money into her mom's bed and wheelchair? And she doesn't. She doesn't at all from what we know. Yeah. So, fuck her. Yeah, but I mean, we don't know what was the backstory behind it all. Maybe... She's been asking him for years for this money or something, and he's been like... It hasn't been for years. Maybe the he has, like a, only maybe a he has like a big jar that says boat fund, and every <laughs> time she says, the first time she mentioned it, he just puts money into it and walks away. <laughs> or better yet, the no sex boat fund. Like, oh, every night she doesn't put out, well, this is why I got the boat, dear. <laughs> well, you know, boats and hoes, they go together, and he was definitely into the hoes because... 
I think more of her anger was coming out of his porn addiction than anything. Well, first of all, they say addiction because in the psycho Christian circles, any porn viewing whatsoever is considered horrible a sin and yeah, an addiction. Oh yeah. But the way they made his character, it seemed like he definitely had a fucking problem when he had to debate on whether or not clicking a pop-up ad. <laughs> See, I don't think so. I think that was just like the whole overdramatic, you know, oh God, it's the porn and he's powerless oh, over it. Oh well, that's, no, what's that's he definitely, gonna do? That's definitely, what's he gonna do? brother that's definitely where they were going with it the but i just took it as i i obviously knew where they were going with it as but i thought it was funnier to look at it as my god i have such an addiction i even want to click on this pop-up ad it's gonna spam my email I and love, fuck up my computer first of all i love that there's like a shitty pop-up porn ad on a, a, a apparently a legitimate boat website boat website like, hey, want to see me? And it's this ugly butterface girl, and all you see is her face, because God knows we can't get any kind of real porn, or even like somebody in like a bikini top or yeah, something. Yeah, I wanted to know where the fuck he got this, uh, where, what porn, maybe it's like what uh, boat website he was on, like what the fuck kind maybe of Maybe it's like Amish porn from the, the Amish Paradise Weird Al <laughs> video, where like she just hikes up her skirt and shows her ankle, they're like, yeah! Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what kind of boat website was he on? I mean, his computer was pretty kind of dated, and he was using Internet Explorer, so I mean, <laughs> he probably had a million toolbars going on at the same time as well. You oh, know? but um, anyway, the porn thing. Wait, where is it going with The this? dude wants his fucking boat pretty fucking bad. She goes off on him like the whole, like, I'm so sick of you and your boat and you pleasuring yourself, and he goes, <laughs> like... Like when right after that, when they're arguing, he fucking bitches her out like fucking no other. Like it was pretty. Oh fucking no, he funny. does. But it I was hilarious. I couldn't stop. I laughing. felt it was at least half deserved, though. So I I understand. Yeah. I was like, you know what, go, bro. I, I didn't. I kind of didn't get his whole thing about respect, though. I really didn't feel like how anything she was talking about had anything to do with respect. That was one of his Maybe big issues. Maybe it was just some of the stuff we didn't see. Yeah, I guess that was one of his big issues, though. Or the fact she that... She brings up the boat and the porn, the por him watching porn all the time, and he goes, You don't respect me! Good better fucking respect! Like, he Maybe... swear. At one time, at one point, he almost calls her a bitch, but he says woman instead. No, He's like, I... you selfish, lying, no good! And, like, clearly uh -huh. in any other movie, they would have said bitch. Oh, yeah. But he goes, woman! Oh, yeah. Well, that <laughs> I, I, that just had to be his whole thing. No, I can't ever say a swear word, even if it's in a movie trying to, you know, show why that's bad. Yeah, yeah, I had to definitely uh, throw in woman. Uh-huh. But, no, I, I thought the respect thing was about her, you know, making light of his thing with the boat, you know, which is kind of shitty. Even if you're not into it, if your significant other is into it, you should at least care a little bit and not give them shit as long as it's not, you know, like, dominating their life. And it didn't really seem like it was here. Yeah, like, if we would have got more scenes of him, like, just like... And, like, you know, her parents are coming over, and he's in the living room just beating Oh, her. right, right. My thing was about the porn addiction. It, I wouldn't really call it an addiction, or at least not a harmful one, if it's not dominating his life. It's not. And he's going to work. He's taking care of things and like I, he Yeah, and to. I would have believed the porn addiction thing more had he maybe, like, always come home with, like, tons of DVDs. Or, yeah. Or always busting out his credit card and spending yeah. all this money on porn <laughs> online on websites or something. Black Ass Masters 3? Hell yes, I will take that, Yeah, action. like, some shit like that. Like, it was kind of like a weird... Cuban cream pie cuties? Oh, yeah. And I love the way they always... They never really said porn too many times. They just said trash on the internet. Oh, yeah. But we can't even say the word porn even when we're trying to get people against it. This is how artificial this fucking movie is. 
<laughs> she she's so fucking concerned about the trash online. I was just like I was like if anybody was watching this and didn't really realize they're talking about porn, she'd really think that she was really <laughs> he's streaming Jerry Springer or something. Watching that trash online, or that he, <laughs> I had to find out if Loranda was the mother, or he's just really con- or she's just really concerned about like garbage websites, about, <laughs> like, waste management. <laughs> <laughs> You just keep looking at trash. He's just like, you don't respect me and my dream to be a part-time garbage man, you ignorant, selfish woman. He's just constantly looking up pictures of pieces of garbage lying on the ground. Do you not watch American Pickers? This is a legitimate lifestyle. And then the pop-up ad isn't a woman, it's a piece of garbage, and it says, want to see, instead of want to see me, it says, want to pick me up. <laughs> But it still has the red lips on the piece of garbage. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, and then, like, yeah, immediately when they're yelling, she, like, just goes right into divorce. But yeah, honestly, she, go, she goes, she doesn't even say, I want a divorce, which, again, would have been believable. She says, I want out. Yeah. Because you're mean. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, and, but the thing is, you can tell from their relationship right away, like, shit's falling apart, shit's gone south. If you're not going to try to seek any sort of help at this point, when it's or when it's gotten to this point, you're basically fucked. Like I don't know what's going to save this relationship, really, at this point, especially with one one of the people, her especially, is just fucking done with it. She's completely fucking done with the relationship. She like none of none of, none of the things she does to try to save her, she can't even fucking care about because that's what I meant by too little, too late. Like if this dude really was that was so concerned about this. Whatever, he would have brought something up years ago, because who knows how long they've been married at this point. Or been in a relationship, at least. Yeah. Like, oh, there's a little too little too late, but he, every time he gets angry, or anything else, he decides to go outside and starts beating up the garbage can. Oh, well, it's it's only after he decides he wants to try to save it, and then every time she, like, blows him off, or... Well, the first time he beats up the garbage can is right after the... Where she's like, I'm done. I'm out of it. Oh, right, he right. He goes okay, outside right. and, like... He starts kicking it and okay. shit. And then, and the then neighbor, after that, it's... Uh, Mr. Rudolph, the neighbor, sees yeah, him every time. They just keep having a running gag with him. Like, uh, he see, makes contact with, eye contact with the old man. Mr. Rudolph? Caleb? I thought that was honestly... I, I'm sure they were going for intentionally funny there. And that was honestly the only genuinely funny part of the yeah. movie. <laughs> Anytime that happened, especially when he, when he was beating up the computer at one point, And then he goes... Uh, stay away from weirdos like that. And she goes, takes one to no one. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> so pretty much like these old people who you'd think would have their shit together. Like, no, their marriage is shitty too. They're sitting here taking these digs at each other. And- I just loved anything. Anytime he got mad, he was so overly dramatic. Even after he beat up the garbage cans, he goes inside, goes inside, goes into the spare bedroom and whips his shoes at the wall. Yeah. And I'm just like, I was like, if somebody just walked down here and watched me, watched me watching this movie, they'd be like, man, that guy sure is mad at his shoes. Because <laughs> he like looks at him for a few minutes before he throws him. He like looks at his shoes and then whips him against the wall. It's like, it's it's like, like Booker a- T. Five time, five time, five time, five time, five time. Five time. <laughs> he's like, he's like, fucking shoes. I fucking hate you. You're ruining my marriage. The uh, and. And some of the dialogue and some of the placement of things was really weird in this movie, too. Uh, kind of speaking of the weird garbage can beating up thing. the uh, His friend... What was his friend's name? I don't remember. Sherman? 
or Simmons. That was the, Michael Simmons. That was the character's name. Was Sim? I always saw Simmons on his badge, so it's all I ever wrote down. But at one point, he's he's shown walking in between the fire trucks with his wife, and all the first thing he says out of his mouth is, "They're not talking or anything." He just goes, "I got Friday off. I ain't gonna let my son down." <laughs> like, was that like another little message? Like another little I like guess. thing? Like, I just thought that was so bizarre. And they never mentioned it again. It was just. It was just so unbelievably random. I was just like, I, that's where it felt like the room to me, where they just like randomly put little bits of dialogue oh, here and there. For speaking no of reason, random whatever. shit, who was it that was sitting in the car and then these two southern boys pull up and, hey, ladies, we're heading down to the pizza barn to meet some friends. Oh, yeah, they had the race, race to the pizza barn. And, like, who was that? I don't think that was any major character no, in the movie. It was, it was just there it was, for no got, reason. Those, yeah, that scene was just there. It was definitely just They're heading there. down to the pizza barn. Yeah, there just was, like they used to do in the olden days, going to the the soda jerk. There was no reason for it whatsoever. They're just like, let's go, you know, and uh, the malt shop. And I love when they when they find out there's the accident and they pull up. Instead of just getting her the fuck out of the car, he's like talking to her for a while. I understand maybe you're supposed to like calm her no, down. No, you or do something. have to calm the victim you're down. They to had to get some equipment because the door was stuck. Shut. Yeah, but the thing is, right right away they knew they had to get the equipment, and instead of and instead of them running over to go get it while he's talking to her, they're all just standing around watching him talk to her. See, I think I that was, was kind of like what the that fuck? was just poor direction on the movie's part. I'm sure, like story wise, they were, but then the train comes anyway. So they hear the train before they see it, and the stupid bystander, as soon as the train rounds the bend, you can see it. Hey, a train! No shit! And yeah, they're already acting accordingly. Hey, a train! <laughs> let's let's start start. Stupid but Cameron shit. is absolutely awful in that scene where he's talking to the girl, and her acting is pretty bad too. The girl stuck in the car, but his is really. Really yeah, I mean, she just she just screams like this dumb, wounded, wild animal. Ah! Ah! Great, freak the people out that are trying to save yeah, you. And I loved how when they're trying to move the car off the tracks, all of a sudden they pan and zoom in on this army guy. Oh yeah, and then he comes running in, and then some other people go running in. But I thought it was really weird that they like zoom in on him. Like, oh, the army. Like, I don't know. It was kind of a yeah, weird... Yeah, like, I think that was another weird little message. Like, see, all our army boys are just fine. Yeah, I, I don't know. And then his friend, uh, Michael Simmons, gets fucked up by the train. Seemingly, I thought, anyway. I thought, I thought easily, if anything, he was so close to it. And the where I thought maybe his legs got cut off. Mm-hmm. And his reaction... Ah! Yeah. Or- his hat goes flying off. or His hat... His helmet gets hit by the train, I think, or something, mm-hmm. which might have even, like, broken his neck or something if in real life or something. Right. I don't know. But I thought he was, like, hurt or dead or, you know, fucked up or something. Or, and I'm like, or not. And I'm just going to miraculously that. escapes with minor injuries. And, and then they're he- talking about it later at the firehouse, and they're like, uh, oh, so aren't you scared of dying or something? And he just goes so horribly overconfidently, no, I know where I'm going. Like, yeah. really? And oh, then, and then the black, Cameron, black atheist guy. Yeah, yeah, he says, like, no, man, I know when I die, I'm just going in the ground, and that's it. And then Caleb, who at this point is still not religious at all, jumps in with the, you know, the super judgmental Christian thing, like, well, like it or not, one is wrong, and you're gonna yeah. find out. Oh, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was like, damn, I was like, geez, like, like, couldn't they make, like, a subtle Christian movie? Like, couldn't they just have it, like, subtly be in there? Does it have to be so right in your face? Like, oh, one of you is wrong. Blah, blah, blah. Like, Jesus Christ. Literally. <laughs> um, 
And then you get to his dad, and his dad's all like, you know, the Lord saves marriages. Like, that's oh, here, what saves I've got something marriage. for you. The love dare thing. And he goes to talk to him about it. And um, he's like, uh, you know, me and your mom almost got divorced, too. And apparently he had no idea about this. Like, how could you not know if their relationship was so bad that I, I they were I kind of thought that he knew. I kind of thought that he felt like he knew or something. Maybe he didn't no, know. No, he didn't. But he's like... Uh, so uh, we ended up, you know, fighting it, and we stayed together. He's like, know how we did it? And then Caleb goes, she realized she couldn't do any better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. Uh, I also like, and the whole point of the the, the, the conversation was, uh, it doesn't matter what Catherine wants, it's what the Lord wants. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck people. Fuck what they think, you know what I mean? I thought that was kind of bullshit. Because, I mean, like, I know there's, I know plenty of religious people, and I don't really know anybody that, that is this extreme, you know, about it. But I know any religious, any anybody I know that practices whatever religion would would not be like this. You know, anybody I know is like, okay, people, people, people come first, and their feelings or whatever, and if somebody doesn't want to be in a situation, they don't have to be in it. It's not the Lord is going to be like, oh, right. you have and, to stay in this. And then Simmons later tells him, you know, like when he finds out that Caleb might be headed for a divorce, you know, you know, a lot of people, you know, get married and they don't think, you know, they have to stay together forever. You know what that ring means? It's not a contract. It's a lifelong covenant. Yeah. And then he, you know, later finds out that, you know, oh, well, your marriage almost went bad, but you saved it, right? No, this is my second marriage. Yeah. My first one ended after, like, a year, and we had a divorce, and, man, I ruined her life. She's remarried now, but I ruined her life. Really? It sounds like she's doing okay to me. Sounds like she ruined your life. <laughs> no, but that that's... with When I was down at ISU, I, I spent some time among some of those Christian circles, and there were some really good people there, some... Some decent people, some people that weren't all over the top about it, but I know a lot of the preachers and some of the people that really bought into it really just hammered that into your head, like, divorce is the end of the world, even if there's no kids involved, oh my god, it's so terrible, if you get divorced, you're scarring somebody for life, and -der -der -der, like, really? Yeah, really? yeah, that, and I and the whole. Like, I don't mean to make light of it. I mean you should take it seriously, and you should try to make it work. Oh yeah, but, definitely. But like, if it's if that. it's obviously something like this where it's that bad, and like it was <laughs> just a mistake to begin yeah, with. Yeah, and this is one of those situations. Definitely, it's not even just like oh, you know, they're on hard times, and like maybe his dad and his mom, maybe they were just on hard times, and you know they were both willing to go through with whatever, and they fixed it. Or uh, Michael Simmons and his wife or a new wife or something, if they had issues, maybe they, you know, small issues, and they went through it, and they got through it, and they're fine. This is a relationship that's fucked. It's just a fucked up relationship, and it's definitely something that's not meant to be whatsoever. And it's definitely, they're just going to force it and be miserable the rest of their lives. Or if anything, she's going to be miserable the rest of her life, because it's not what, it doesn't no, matter what she wants. Based on how the movie ends, I think poor Caleb's going to be miserable too, but pretty much the whole thing comes out like, um... Anything that keeps you from focus 100% on her is terrible, and it's a parasite. It's a parasite on your life and your marriage, and you have to get rid of it. And so they go the the whole, like, psycho over-the-top, you know, if there's something wrong in your life, you need to just cut it out completely rather than learning to control yourself, learn some moderation or something like that. Like, how dare you have a hobby she's not into? Forget about all that bullshit right now. <laughs> no, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah, he should. Absolute I don't bullshit. think he should necessarily have to give up on uh, dreaming about having a boat one day. I don't think that's anything that's that ridiculous uh, of a thing, you know. 
And I understand maybe they don't they they're not the big they don't make the the biggest amount of money or something like that. So they're at maybe, least doing all right though. If he's yeah. got twenty four thousand in savings, they've got a nice house, and they can afford to worry about all these capricious yeah, little things. Yeah, they're doing a decent. They're doing pretty decent for themselves, and maybe they can't afford a boat now, but maybe one day they can can get a boat later on down the road or retirement or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, like still keep it in your head. But you don't nope, have to you fucking gotta get shove rid it of out that. your fucking mind. And that damn porn addiction of yours. Take your computer outside and destroy it with a baseball bat because neither of you need the computer or the internet or anything for like you know more legitimate things nope if you have a problem just you know cut the internet out of your life or better yet destroy it completely because then and only then will you be safe from temptation the only way you truly overcome temptation is to cut out any ability you have to be exposed to it whatsoever fuck you yeah, oh, definitely. I, I mean, I can't ever agree with that, like, anymore. It's just it's just so absurd and so obscene, and especially the sh- destroying of the computer. Instantly, I thought, like, oh, not like anybody else, you know, needs to be, uh, you know, needs to use oh, this computer I love, or I like love Simmons' uh, explanation of how marriage is. He superglues a salt and pepper shaker together. See these two? They're completely different, but together. Marriages aren't, uh... Or, wait, he... Now, if these shakers are together, if you try to pull them apart now, they'll both break. Well, you know, and like, he gives that, you know, marriages aren't fireproof. Sometimes you get burned. And you were talking about, you know, having problems and get, getting rid of them and stuff like that. But uh, there's that famous quote, you know, it says, if there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it. Vanilla ice. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's all I could think of when you said something about you keep saying problems so many times. Instantly, I'm just like... I was like, if there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. <laughs> they should have just, you know, you know, they, they looked for the way of the Lord, and they should have looked for the way of Vanilla Ice and his preachings and whatnot. I won't, <laughs> if, I won't say what they did was necessarily wrong as, like, a starting point if they both really wanted to try to save things, but they really needed counseling and therapy to keep things going to make this like a real yeah. true relationship oh yeah and i mean even, and they're not gonna do that and even had they're they, just gonna gloss over everything with jesus and even had they gone to like maybe some sort of religious counselor i think that would have been a better choice too like i understand you want to have religion be a part of this and the lord save you whatever but even their one dude said that they needed counseling his friend his friend who had been in, <laughs> in his second marriage he mentioned a counseling because he goes oh where'd you hear that and he goes counseling and he's like, oh. But then they don't, like, he refuses to ever go get any sort of counseling or anything like that to even possibly try to save it. They're just going to go with this one 40-day, 40 40-nights 40 thing. Uh, and that's another, like, little, like, you know, thing. But he stayed till 43, Corey, so you know it's legit. Yeah, well, this was like, Kirk Cameron in 40 days, 40 nights. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's 40 days, too, because they had to match it up with something. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's where I was going with that. The, uh... Oh, you know what? I loved the, uh... What was it like? I think it was the fat black guy said something to the fat doofy white guy talking about how he's aged 35 years to perfection, 250 pounds of pure love, despite supposedly never having had a date in his life. Like, oh, you laugh all you want. I'm going to come in here one day as a beautiful woman on my arm. And then he goes, and the only thing hanging on your arm is a bucket of chicken. Like, if the white guy said that to the black guy, it would have been yeah. racist. Oh, yeah. But this, no, this is okay. I was, when he, when the black guy said it to the white guy, I was waiting for the white guy to go, like, shouldn't that be you or something like that? <laughs> like some sort of snarky remark back. Burn! Thing. 
Yeah. Those scenes with that, those two guys were so unnecessary and so out of place. The shower room scene with the hair gel. Oh, yeah. And the like, why was that there at all? The dancing. Just completely. The, he's ugh. like, this is me time. Ugh. And he's like dancing. That was weird. First rule the, of filmmaking. You have a very limited amount of time. You don't put shit into a movie that has no bearing on the rest of the movie. The hot sauce challenge scene. Oh, yeah. I don't, that was so stupid. Because there were parts of this. It's like this movie was two movies. Yeah. It was this romantic like, Caleb screws around drama. with his buddies at the firehouse. Yeah, and then it was this like screwball... You know, goofy firehouse comedy thing, like a like a like a Christian version of Super Troopers. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like it was just like I just didn't understand. Like why was it two movies put into one? It was, it was really just re- weird and bizarre. And oh, you know, I loved um, after after Caleb tries to do the uh, the big dinner thing, and you know, like his dad's telling her, you know, like interview her, ask her questions and all that, like, interview her, huh? Study her. Like, she's... <laughs> not get to know her, like, study her, get all scientific about it. And she blows him off of that, says, get this straight, I do not love you. And he freaks out and calls his dad, asks him for more counseling. He's like, sorry, Dad, I know it was a long drive for you to get you to get here in the Four morning. Four hours! Like, yeah, it's okay. I, I had a lot of time to think and pray. pray on the way there. I was like, what if he got in an accident because of that? Praying while driving, even deadlier than texting. You got your head bowed and your eyes closed. Like, sorry, son. I meant to come down and help you, but turned out I killed this woman and her baby boy for praying while driving. Yeah, and then his dad, he's like, I'm going to send you this book or something, which I thought was going to be the Bible, but really it was this 40 Dare Bible thingy. Right. And his dad wrote it. Right. It wasn't even like a real book. It was like his dad wrote this book in his well, own handwriting. Oh, well, he he said they got a program from somewhere else, and he just wrote it in his handwriting to make him think it he was real. He literally him. wrote it in a day. <laughs> it was like he got it the next day in the mail. Yeah. I was like, there's no way. He must have went home, drove four hours back home. <laughs> I just threw it in your mailbox for you. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I I don't know. It was really, really weird. I love I love when she asked him about clearing his search in web history. You're like, did you do that? Oh, her big thing about all the porn is, you know, it's not doesn't horrible. he understand that him looking at porn humiliates me? It means I'm not good enough. My God, get over yourself. That was another thing they pushed in those um <clears throat> school church circles thing, or like you know, if you look at porn or you look at any other woman, you know, that me or if you have sex with anybody else before you get married to your wife and have sex with her, she's going to be jealous of that for the rest of your life. And that's so terrible. You know what? Get over it. My life didn't start until, you know, didn't start when I met you. It started well before that. Get the fuck over yourself. Yeah. You're going to sit there and be jealous about shit that happened before I met you for the entire rest of our marriage. You are unhealthily obsessed. <laughs> I Isn't just, it good enough that I'm with you now? No, I'm jealous. This is why you can't well, do any of this. Well, that's definitely an uh, overly attached girlfriend meme mm. right there. Uh, and I, but yeah, this, is how, they, this like, is how they tell people to be, and this oh, is yeah. how it will be. Don't you dare have sex before marriage. Yeah. Ugh, sorry, I need to no, get that No, 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 it's <laughs> definitely, I definitely agree with you there, and it's definitely ridiculous. And then the whole porn thing, she's just like, is this honorable? Is what <laughs> you're looking at online honorable? See, she keeps throwing out, like, all this, like, Christian perspective on this, and she didn't really seem like she was into it herself, or if she was, she 
kept it to herself, which you wouldn't think she would be if she were married to him. But yeah, she keeps throwing it out from that perspective, but then acts like she doesn't get any of the religious shit, especially later when that old lady's talking to her. And one time, and one thing we haven't really mentioned yet is the number of montages that are in this movie. Oh, yeah. And one of the first ones, it starts off with him walking up to the computer, trying to use it, and then realizing it's not even on. <laughs> he goes, types, messes with the mouse, and then oh, looks and looks down and then presses the button to turn the computer. <laughs> and the, the whole montage was like him trying and the wife flirting with the with the uh, doctor. Doctor Kelly. And it ended with the weird uh, evil eye from an old lady. Like this, this character yeah, that... who doesn't come back into play until way later on mm-hmm. has yet to be introduced whatsoever. And that was a really bizarre yeah. way to end the montage. Yeah, old lady pissed at Cat and Gavin is what I wrote. <laughs> Yeah, and then they have another mer- montage at the end of towards the end of the movie that was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, he's he uh he says it's a thing. It was no, it was before they finally have their yeah, I quoted their talk. It, I quoted it as the thinking things over montage. Yeah, the the chorus is something like, "Oh, it's I a, will serve you while I'm waiting." Oh yeah, G- the, 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 and I, I was just song. like, "I will montage while I'm waiting." Yeah, or better yet, he should have gotten another computer and <laughs> sit and look at the porn again. I will fap while I'm waiting. Yeah, it, yeah, you know, you had the, the there wasn't too many heavily religious songs in the movie, but that one was definitely one of them. Uh, that montage was great. I was cracking up the whole time during that, especially the uh, Chick Fil A product placement. During oh yeah, when he brought her a drink, and it was who like, else would have sponsored this movie, right? <laughs> exactly. Of course, it had to be Chick Fil A. Uh, yeah. But uh, it, after all the the attempts at him trying to win her over, and she's blowing him off, like she is being shitty. She is kind of like not even giving him a chance to talk. Oh, yeah, he but he the... should he should make an effort to say, no, seriously, we need to talk and yeah, like try to kickstart the conversation. He never even talks to her about it, and that's the whole point of his dad's book, is not even that. It has nothing to do with talking to her about it. Just do these little, like, little tricks and games and stuff mm-hmm. to try to fucking do it. Like, okay, he puts the roses there and he has the computer all smashed up outside, which she smiles about, but then she ends up just leaving him divorce papers. Mm-hmm. And but, but the thing uh, is, the thing is, I didn't get his dad made his own marriage better. At this point, we know we think it's the dad. We end up finding it was the the mom. But his dad made his own marriage better from this book he wrote. <laughs> like that's what I was getting. Like oh, he wrote this book, so like he made his own thing better. I was just like, was son, just, I wrote the book on saving marriages. No, really, I wrote the book on saving marriages. <laughs> Literally, yeah, yeah, I guess. But like he's having. You know, things are going bad. He has another talk with his dad, and they go about out breaking to the, commandments. Yeah, they go out to the giant yeah. cross thing, and he gives them the whole spiel about, well, nothing you do is good enough for Jesus unless you become Christian. And he tells him that, and this, oh, this is something that really pisses me off. Like, anytime you've had lust, it's the same thing as adultery to God. Yeah, anytime so, you've had anger, it's the same thing as murder. So he broke the commandment. And he's just like and looking at his porn addiction, and he keeps talking about how he's you know keeps trying to do stuff for Catherine, and she ignores him. Like, how can I show love over and over to somebody who constantly rejects me? Giant cross looming behind his dad. Yeah, his... And he's just like, don't you need him? And he just inexplicably breaks down. Yes, and instantly I'm converted, despite resisting it until like the last half hour of the movie. He um. His dad's speech definitely went on for a way too long. And it then was he very just lengthy. he goes in and he just tells fr- tells his friend Simmons like, 
hey man, I'm in. What? I'm in. And like, he just suddenly knows, like, all right! Oh yeah, he goes, you're my brother from another mother, but with the same father! <laughs> uh, I did like, I kind of liked the Doctor character, because he was just such an arrogant, like, prick. Oh yeah. And I was like, oh, what a fucking baller! Like, cause yeah, he yeah. helped the parents, and he, like, totally took no, no, I, and everything. I, I could kind of respect it if he was going for the pump and dump there, because he, <laughs> <laughs> he especially, like, after Caleb gets in the fire, gets hurt a little bit, goes into the hospital. And, he, he's the one that's helping him. Yeah, too. Dr. Keller's bandaging him up. He doesn't know what's going on yet. Then his wife's there, and he's just like, uh, oh, I'd recommend you don't put that ring back on until your arm heals up, which is a legitimate concern. He's just like, no. My my hand's just gonna have to heal with my ring on, you know. And then um yeah, and uh um I loved in the when they were in the fire and uh the the conversation outside the house with the parents and the little girl runs up and she's like, Have you seen blah blah? She's not over there, she's in the house. That was some of the worst acting oh, yeah. in the whole movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. And their their reactions were so piss poor. And unbelievable. And then when they were in the house with all the fire, real fire going on, there was a couple times where there was clearly really shitty CG fire mm-hmm. above the door. Yeah. There was some really sweeping up to the ceiling. <gasps> yeah, that was really really poor. Uh... But um, after surviving this fire, Caleb decides to do the quote unquote honorable thing and just throw away every penny he had saved for that boat to buy the shit for Catherine's mom, which God only knows why. A simple wheelchair, even if it is more of a fancier thing, electronic or something, that in the hospital bed costs twenty four thousand dollars. I know medical shit's out of control. I don't think he had twenty four thousand dollars saved. I think he had twenty four hundred dollars saved. Well, this, I thought the bed stuff only cost three thousand dollars. I'm pretty sure he only had like a. I thought they said it was twenty four thousand. Uh, maybe I got the numbers wrong. Yeah, I think. But it was I, only 3, I thought that whatever they said it was. I'm pretty sure the bed and the wheelchair and stuff costed three thousand. Okay, he that, donated. That would make a lot more sense. He donated but, his twenty four hundred, and the doctor donated like three hundred. Yeah, but Catherine goes to to try to, I guess, you know, look into getting this shit for her mom, or at least you know, pawing at it, looking at the prices, and she said, "Oh, it's already been purchased and delivered to your mom." And I thought at that point she's going to realize. He does care. He did this for me. And then I thought, wouldn't it be funny if she thought it was Dr. Keller that did it? And she did. She immediately, <laughs> no, it couldn't have possibly been my yeah. husband who's been trying to be better to me. No, it's him. And she goes to him and says, like, oh, you didn't have to do that, buying that thing for my mom. And he just, like a like a fucking boss, just goes along with it. Yep. Well, you're welcome. Well, you know, that's just who I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely thought that was hilarious that he, like, but the thing is, he, maybe he didn't realize that she thought he donated the big chunk because he did donate like three hundred to four hundred dollars. Mm, right. So he's just thinking, oh, she thinks it's the three hundred to four hundred dollars I donated. Maybe he, he like maybe he. Has it was no... funnier when she thought. <laughs> oh yeah. Or he didn't do anything and just took credit for it. Oh yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. The uh, yeah, the doc. You end up finding the doctor is married too. Bitches on my dick, cause I'm a doctor in Georgia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, cause Kirk Cameron goes in and f- confronts the doctor about. Oh yeah, and again he gives like the the pussiest, most watered down, you know, threatening the guy like, "See my hand, it's healed just fine." Like making a fist, but showing off the wedding ring more, and yeah. that's it. Like, 
Yeah. Just know this. And then, I'm coming after two, not stand the hell away the, from my that's wife. That's when the, the the scene we were talking about earlier with the lunch lady happens right after that. Oh, yes. Yeah. Or not lunch lady, but the old the lunch lady. <laughs> the lunch lady decides to lecture Catherine like, you want some lime jello? Know what else goes good with lime jello? Not cheating on your husband. <laughs> you want some of the blue or the yellow? <laughs> like sloppy Joe's. Uh, yeah, the, that old lady, her acting was terrible, especially when she sits down and has to pray before well, she, talking. Well, before that, even the exposition bomb, where like it would have made more sense for her to have been talking to one of the friends she'd oh, been yeah. talking to throughout oh, the movie. Yeah. Oh, and instead, yeah. we get the judgmental old lady creep who never got introduced before. Well, I know we've been friends for a while, but we haven't seen each other. But I just thought I should talk to you. Like, okay, whatever. But yeah, she like starts talking to her, and she's just like, "Oh, excuse me, a second. Freezes up, bows her head, closes her eyes, and like, you know, less than ten seconds, she's just up again. Like, I don't even think that was a real prayer. But anyway, like, and then she just does that, and like, you know, in a movie where they're trying to push Christian shit, you think they'd at least explain that. Oh, I'm praying. I like to talk to Jesus. Every day, because she doesn't explain it. She just does it. So it makes it seem weird, like, sorry, hon, I'm an old lady, and I had to change my batteries. <laughs> <laughs> or like like on a DVD, you get the used to get the old warning, dual layer disc warning, layer transition may trigger yeah, a slight yeah, yeah. pause. That's what I immediately thought <laughs> of. But, sorry, dear, side B. <laughs> yeah, we were talking before that possibly, maybe the old woman was going after Dr. Gavin... And then that was a thing. <laughs> and you He's know. my man, bitch. Yeah. Or that maybe that was his wife. Oh, yeah. That would have been even better. <laughs> so. She was what, like some reverse. Or, what if, or even better, yeah. What if, yeah, she'd been into it, but she liked the whole reverse cuckold thing. <laughs> Get somebody else's stank on your hang low before you go and park in my garage, doctor. Ah. <laughs> uh. And honestly, like, the fact that at the end she was legitimately gonna, like, you know, leave him and everything else, and even after finding out he donated all the money, like, they were still gonna, you know, leave But on, And then I was just like, what the fuck? The guy just loved boats and porn a little too much. <laughs> you know, maybe he should have gone to counseling himself for his boat and porn addiction. They have those people, right? <laughs> yes. Boat and porn, for boat and porn addicts. <laughs> and you know what I wanted to know? I wonder if she actually banged doc, Dr. Gavin. <laughs> I wonder if they went like the medical supply closet yep, and like, yep. banged or something at some point. Because honestly, I wouldn't doubt if that happened. It was never spoken of in the whole movie because then people really would have frowned upon that. Uh, <laughs> the audiences that were watching this uh, movie. But the ending of this movie, the last 30, 40 minutes dragged big time. Oh, yeah. God, the whole, like, okay, she finally gives it, in. It was, it was like Lord of the Rings, the final oh, movie, yeah. where there's like 20 fake endings before the that's, real one. That was definitely was, I really thought when they, they reconcile and kiss in the firehouse, that would have been the end. Hit the music, play the no, credits. But God, nope. I have to go to like... These parents' house have a conversation. To, yep. These parents' house have a conversation. Walk by the cross about and, 60 times. And now we're and renewing our wedding vows at the giant cross. Yeah. And, they used uh, to be an old campground, like, for Boy Scouts or something. I oh, know. boy. I wonder how many boys got raped there. <laughs> or how many But then uh, you notice Borges when they, when they zoom around. in on their cake, 
Not only do they have the glued together salt and pepper shakers on top of it, but oh, yeah. below that, there's a picture of them together, but they still don't have a kid or even a pet. They were- They're hugging with a stuffed Dalmatian between them. Why? Why? Why would you do that? Maybe they wanted people <laughs> to think it was like a real dog from the firehouse. But I don't know. Yeah, the ending definitely dragged big time. You find up finding out the dad wanted to leave in the in the first place and not the mom. It was the mom that was that wrote the book and got everything together and the dad just tricked him. <laughs> so that's what the whole thing the whole thing the whole the whole religious thing was a trick. Pretty much. <laughs> it was just like one big ruse to get him to uh, stay with his wife and not you have to go through a divorce and shit. But I mean I guess things ended up paying off for them and they're together whether it's whether they're happy or not, because I really feel like the two characters are uh, definitely not happy, especially her. She was definitely ready to just to bang another dude. Pretty much. <laughs> so, like, she was in the process of cheating on him at that point, so your your shit's basically done. So, um, yeah, I don't know. The movie was definitely pretty boring at times while we make... While I'm, discussing it is more fun yes. than actually watching the movie. Much like Crossworlds and several others. Yeah. The one with fucking his name got it duncan jacks there we go <laughs> yeah the it's uh it's definitely more fun discussing this movie than it was watching it because it was pretty brutal it was it definitely dragged at times especially the last 30 40 minutes we're just like <laughs> oh my god this movie is not over it's, yet Are it's kind of long me? and it drags that's what she said <laughs> oh <laughs> uh yeah, I mean, it was what it was, and it was Kirk Cameron being his crazy religious self and, you know, pushing religion onto people very strongly. You know, I don't have no problem with people being whatever religion they want to be and respecting of other people's religions and stuff, but this is definitely a point where they're just pushing it really fucking hard. If you're not this way, then fuck you. Like, that's yeah. a, like, kind of the message, the other message of this movie. Maybe, if, you're not, if you're not like us... Well, maybe fuck not you. fuck you, but... You should be, and you should be ashamed of yourself for yeah, not being. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Well, uh, But, I mean, we knew what we, kinda knew what we were getting into going into oh, it. Oh, definitely. I was just hoping it was going to be a little more hilarious, oh, even though yeah. there was still definitely funny stuff to be had. But, well, speaking of brutal, <laughs> speaking next week's movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lifetime favorite, apparently. Yeah, I, yeah, it, uh, I, I ABC personally, ABC movie of the week. Oh, no, I'm sure like it's that. a lifetime favorite now. Oh, yeah. It's I've never seen anything in this vein. I haven't seen any of the horrible lifetime movies people talk about. I, I know there was one about like porn addiction where they really do treat it like, oh my God, it's worse than heroin. <laughs> but I, I still, I've not seen a single like lifetime movie or movie in that vein. Well, so back in the um, mid 80s and early 90s, uh, I'm sure a lot of people remember ABC used to do a lot of ABC movie of the week. And it was always oh, yeah. uh, made for TV movies, similar to what Lifetime does nowadays. And uh, we discovered one actually through researching uh, Fireproof because of Kirk Cameron being on Growing Pains and his co-star Joanna Kearns. I was looking up some of her movies she had done previously, and I realized she was in Knocked Up not long ago. And I came across a movie on her IMDb page called The Rape of Richard Beck. Uh, this movie also goes by many other titles, one called... Uh, Deadly Justice, Brutal, uh, something about the badge, uh, something, I don't know, I can't remember the other one. But essentially Richard Beck, played by Richard Crana, which you might remember from Rambo. That's what I remember him from. Instantly when I saw this, I was like, oh, Colonel Trotman from Rambo. He's in all the Rambo movies, except for the newest one because he had passed away before they had um, made that movie. 
Um, his Richard Beck, played by uh, played by Richard Crenna, is a police detective who believes that rape victims are to blame for the crime. I don't know what crime you're talking about, but he hates rape victims, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. He is later raped by two of the suspects he had been chasing. Ultimately, he changes his belief about rape victims. <laughs> this movie this movie was a made-for-TV movie was groundbreaking in that it portrayed a man, the rape of a man by two other men. And because of this, it has become a cult classic. Look up the trailer for this. It <laughs> it doesn't show a whole lot, and it's kind of boring for a while. But with, once you hit the end, you'll know you'll know when the good part kicks in. Yeah, the trailer's kind of odd because the beginning of the trailer is like a minute or a minute and a half scene mm-hmm. from the movie. It's kind of weird. This movie, like they're I, trying to do like a dime store dirty hairy thing. Like, yeah. go ahead and shoot him. Either that, or if you stab me, he'll just shoot you anyway. You feel lucky, punk? Yeah. This movie was actually nominated for a Golden Globe and an Emmy, and it won an Emmy. For Outstanding Lead Actor in a Limited Series or Special, but for Richard Crenna. Uh, it's unbelievable. This movie looks absolutely insane. I can't wait, wait to watch it. I I, I mean, I, I remember watching some of these movies every now and then, these ABC, you know, Movie of the Week things. Every now and then when I was younger, just later, I don't know, randomly, just like my grandma's house or some shit like that. It was... Uh, but yeah, and it also stars uh, Meredith Baxter from uh, Family's Ties. Oh, fame. of course, she's in a lot of those. Yeah, too. she was in a ton of those. Her I, and Valerie Bertinelli. Yeah, I always remember who somebody was talking about not long ago. Uh, I think it was Artie Lang or something, and he was talking about a baseball announcer that would have the worst segues of promoting stuff like later on in the movie of the week, Meredith Baxter Bernie with their blah blah blah. <laughs> like so, like she was in a lot of those, and Joanna Kearns is also in it. That was the the link between. This week and next week. And so next week for episode 21, turning 21, legal age to drink and be raped, apparently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that's terrible. <laughs> well, it's legal now. You can't press charges. Ugh, we're going to hell. <laughs> Basically. Shit happens out here. We're not we're not fireproof. Well, you, you know? know what? You know what is fireproof, Corey? The fact that they had a babysitting coordinator listed in the credits for this movie. <laughs> also, special thanks to Advertising with Lisa, because when I choose an advertising company, I'm going to choose something that sounds like somebody's high school pet project. Advertising with Lisa with a smiley face to dot the eye. <laughs> also, don't forget, is your marriage fireproof? Check out the website where you can probably have to pay a bunch of money for the Love Dare program. Also, glory be to God and something from Romans or a verse from the Bible somewhere. Also, check out the novelization of Fireproof. <laughs> at the end of all this, I really felt like they also should have had Thank You for Playing, presented by Capcom. <laughs> you, know what? I, you know what I used to like when I was younger? I used to read a lot of novelizations of, of movies. I did, but that was back before, like, you know, I was, wasn't was able, obviously, to go to movies by myself. Yeah. And for the longest time, my parents wouldn't take me to the first Ninja Turtles movie, so I read the novelization. But after that, I was like, why read something that was meant to be yeah. visual? Sometimes, though, there was different scenes and stuff in some of those novelizations of stuff. I wonder if they just, you know, went off of a shooting script. Because I noticed yeah. that in the first Turtles movie, but then something that seemed to be a deleted scene from the first one ended up in the second one about training the the foot soldiers to be perfect pickpockets and silent in the smoke and all that but yeah, yeah. i always know i always remember like happening in movies when you I would read some of the novelizations 
Because, I mean, there were movies like I couldn't see, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, I'll read the novelization. No one knows I'm checking this up from the library. You know, back so. in the day, they actually did some novelizations of early video games. I remember yeah, seeing them I in told- Kmart, Mega I- Man 2, Castlevania 2. Yeah, I, I remember reading a Double Dragon one mm-hmm. that was a novelization of the video game. Yeah. I wish I could have got a hold of one of those now and see how... Yeah. How awful they probably yeah, are. Definitely. I remember cracking open a page in Castlevania 2 and the chapter starts, I can see you, says Dracula's eye as Simon Belmont approached the <laughs> altar. Well, uh, yeah, next week our movie is not on Netflix like most of our movies are. It's available in full on YouTube. Hopefully it stays that way the full week this time. Unlike The Granny, I don't think it's going anywhere, The Rape of Richard Beck. I'm sure if we type in Deadly Justice, we can find it somewhere as well. So... This one definitely looks pretty interesting. We've never watched any sort of made-for-TV stuff yet. Uh, it looks pretty ridiculous, and like it says, it's become a cult classic now, so I wonder if anybody else out there has some thoughts and views on, you know, The Rape of Richard Beck from 1985, starring Richard Crenna. It's episode 21's movie, or B-movie, Breakdown. And for B-movie Breakdown, I'm Corey. I'm DRC. And... Here we go again. <laughs> it's the best of the worst. B-movie breakdown. It's the best.